hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, everybody? You have now tuned into the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. We don't have any celebration quips for me to add in here, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to restructure here. My name is Justin. I am one of the co-hosts of the show here. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I'm just spending all of my tw- time in between Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes watching and re-watching Ewan McGregor being interviewed while playing with puppies. If you don't know what Sounds I'm talking exciting. about, go to my Twitter. <laughs> nice. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And I'm Maggie, back for the first time since the Woo! book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I feel a disturbance that I haven't felt in... <laughs> you felt the disturbance in the Force in person not that long ago. <laughs> so wild. Like, wh- what? So you you first, like, guested on the show in, like, what? Was it January of 2020? January of 2020, jo- yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then join, and then join not long after. So I, I mean, we've literally been podcasting together for over like for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and we finally just met Maggie in person. <laughs> and crazy. I got, I got really lucky because I like, you, you know, we had that brief. Quite a few times. I, yeah, I ran into you more often than everybody else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. My favorite crazy. though was when they were all sitting next to Arzu and didn't realize it and I literally walked up to them and said, "Are you guys sitting next to Arzu and you don't even realize it?" <laughs> Kyle and I were just like in this like I don't even know tired zone and we just sat down by the fountain. I would, I think it was eating something and I didn't even realize who I sat down next to and then Josh and Tab come around the corner like, "Hey, you know you're sitting next to Arzu, didn't even notice it." And I'm like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um Good times, good times. I uh, I'm going through celebration <laughs> withdrawal already. I don't know <coughs> about the rest of you guys. Um, Deeply, yeah. It's, it's, I need that like emotional damage meme, like yeah. put like in front of my face right now because I'm like struggle bus here. But um, it was great. It seems like we counted it down forever. Um, so on this episode, it's sad. But I'm not going to be playing the celebration music this time. I mean, it's you gone. could. You could start I counting mean, down to April. <laughs> we're all going to London, it's right? True. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're all going to London. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a little harder to uh, get approval from the fam for. Um, but you never know. You never know. Uh, things could be very different uh, by then. And maybe it's like, yeah, sure. We want you out of the house. Go ahead and leave. <laughs> So I don't know, um, but it is yeah, it is a celebration in uh, next year, April. What seventh through the tenth? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's like Sounds a right. Friday through a Monday. It's very strange. Yeah, it's e- on Easter weekend too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the but, the holiday weekend thing is is just very yeah. odd. I feel like they must get the convention centers for cheaper then, because people like don't want to have <laughs> big conventions. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, we can cut a few corners here. Yeah. We'll give it to you half price. Okay, done. <laughs> Save some money. Um, and it's it's less than a year away. It's that's the other kind of odd thing about it is it's it's so quick on the heels. And I know they've got a lot of stuff coming in 2023, and I'm sure they're trying to 
get out ahead of that. So I'm I'm sure there will be a lot of good content coming from that one. But and I have a theory. Just, what's I, that? I have a theory uh, because Andor season two starts filming in November, and typically film schedules are November to May ish. I feel like they're going to somehow tie in the fact that. Andor season two will be wrapping up around then and they film in London, not far from there. So I feel mm. like they're going to tie that in somehow just because they mentioned that like pointedly on stage when they got out there. We're talking mm. about Andor season two. So we'll see. Yep. That's like my theory. I, I actually well, on the have, one yeah. guy. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying I actually like this. have this conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the director of Andor that was saying like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll have a, we'll have a lot more. We don't want to talk about it right exactly, now." Exactly. We'll yeah, more. it was Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and they've got what? What do you say? Twelve, twelve episodes or something mm-hmm. for the first season, and then they're going to shoot another twelve or thirteen for. He pretty much said season two. Yeah. So you've already got twenty four to twenty six episodes that they're going to be doing. So I mean, that show is going to be running for a while, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quick. It's uh, a quick turnaround on the heels of celebration Anaheim. So we'll see how it goes. I know, um, I'm on a lot of the boards and, um, you know, a lot of, uh, people who have attended the one in Europe in the past that the numbers weren't quite what it is, you know, as, as it is in Anaheim and Orlando, but it's still a lot to take in and a lot going on. So, I'm, I'm um, excited. I'm excited. That's my favorite area of London to stay. Like literally, as soon as I told my parents, like, oh my god, we can stay at our like favorite hotel that's right on the Thames. Like right, there's like a the Thames cruiser that goes right across to where the Excel Center is. It's like perfect. Nice. Very cool. If I was gonna uh, make it work, I would ha- like. I had a hard time going to California and not doing anything but the con. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seemed just as someone who hasn't really like. I've never been west of Chicago. <laughs> um, it just it was it felt dirty to me to go somewhere I've always wanted to go and then not like n- not leave the one yeah. road. Uh, and yeah. so like just take that and ampl- amplify it by a thousand going to to England, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd have to yeah. I'd have to work it into a, like a longer trip. Yeah, you'd but, you'd want to like front end it too, so you can get over the jet lag while like doing stuff you want to see and like going places, and then do celebration. So you're not coming in like the day before celebration, and you're so jet lagged because that first day <laughs> in the UK is hell. Like it's so rough. What is it like a six seven hour difference? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, that makes sense. So I could, yeah, I would agree. Like get there a couple days beforehand, maybe a day or two afterwards. And if anyone ever wants tips, like if you're seriously considering going to England for it, like I will give tips and hints because I've gone to England four times. So I I know a thing or two about that jet lag. It is, it is a lot. (laughs) Do you have tips on cheap flights? Cheap in quotes? uh book early um and and sometimes you will have to do like the one that takes you like way up to like greenland and then get off in greenland and then get on another flight like there's ways to do it that like kind of are inconvenient but you do get there on a cheaper you know i'm not against uh like layovers and early flights to i i uh 
when we first put our information in to get tickets for this uh, for this celebration, the plane tickets were sixteen hundred for the two Jesus. tickets, and between taking early flights and layovers and getting the American Airlines credit card to get the two hundred dollars statement credit, I was able to get it down to eight hundred. So I cut it in half. Like, nice. oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, or just do the simple method, Josh. Get a really big crate and <laughs> ship yourself ship over there. <laughs> um, pack some snacks and um, hope your ship doesn't maybe run aground somewhere on a sandbar uh, and you get stuck for an extended period of time. But um, yeah, don't do that, people. That's that's not a good idea. <laughs> this is not part of the um, hints and tips. Do not take this advice. Yeah, no, no, don't do don't don't listen to me. Uh, that's uh, not a, a smart idea to do. So. Um, well, before we dive into new, quick news and notes here, Maggie, you've got a little bit of fun new information to share with the peoples. What you got? I do. Um, <clears throat> after the success of Celebration and working at Collider for a year now, I got promoted on Friday and I am now the lead news editor and Woo-hoo. I am like heading up the entire news wing of the site and leading our fearless editors and writers. And it is just so much fun. I've kind of been doing it unofficially for like the last month and a half mm-hmm. or two. And now it's official and it's a real promotion and very, very excited. And excited nice. to be having awesome. like normal hours again. Like I'll be working <laughs> nine to five during the week. So I'm very excited. Holy crap. That's yeah. awesome. So I'm excited. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. That's awesome news to hear. Um, if I read some articles and I find spelling errors or <laughs> grammatical errors, I know who to go to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right to, to her. Come need straight to fire to me. this person. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. Um, but that's awesome. That's good news. Um, and hopefully that means like we're going to we're we've got a big schedule coming up here that we've got to go over. But hopefully we've got Maggie back in the fold uh, a little bit more frequently because yes. she was slammed there for a while it with stuff insane. going on. So all your grinding yeah. is paying off, though. It so is. It's, yes. it's all that hustling. Fun. Yeah. Yep. It is. Um, I. I it's weird to say. I just think like doubled my workload at work. Not intentionally. But oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I just added a whole bunch more work uh, in my caseload, but uh, so far so good. I just uh, get it under control and I should be okay, but I'm excited for the challenge. I like being pushed a little bit from time to time at work. I don't like to rest on my laurels, as they say, so... Um, all right, well, let's dive into some news and notes here. So the big one that we obviously have, um, Kenobi, the series, uh, kicked off uh, May 27th while we were at Celebration. We are now three episodes in with number four dropping this week. Um, we do need to kind of recap these these uh, episodes here at some point. Um, so maybe next week we'll dive into that and kind of merge them all together. But um, what are you guys just uh, off the top of your head? What are you guys thinking of the Kenobi series so far? Are you liking it? Are you hating it? What do you think? Love I don't it. know who's hating it, but <laughs> love it. Uh, racists hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> racists. That could be yes. Racists are big mad. <laughs> Yeah, um, the writing in this show is really, really good. It's um, so good. It is, it is kind of unfortunate that you have to have um, executive producers, directors, and other actors having to come out to uh, defend their people because they're being attacked in that way. And that is unfortunate and it is terrible. Please, please don't do that. It's ridiculous, people. Be smart. 
It's like, um, have we not learned? Have we not learned anything from how past actors have been treated? It's the, so frustrating. The, the, the one silver lining is that at least now the powers that be are supporting their mm-hmm. folks that are yeah. getting attacked. Mm-hmm. Whereas makes, they were kind of not doing that before. So it Correct. makes me really happy to see that like the Star Wars social media team has been empowered to say things and to speak out, uh, which makes me really happy. And I do feel like we're finally starting to maybe turn a new page in the direction mm-hmm. of things, which makes me really excited even more so for the future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I would say I think Moses has done a, a great, great job with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of the, I don't want to like the angsty teenager vibe, like, like Josh, kind of what you would get with Ezra, right? <laughs> like I get a lot of that from her, but like, it's a dark side version of it. And that's why like, she just wants to work her way up quick. Kind of like Maggie right now. She's just slaying people <laughs> left true. and right. It's true. Um, but that's the kind of vibe I get from it. And I and, think she's done a great job with it. And I love the potential for the payoff of that angst because like, I love the theory that's going on right now that she is one of the Padawan that we see in that opening order 66 mm-hmm. scene. And that there's some sort of personal reason why she's so mad about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like, I, I get it a little bit of, more of the hints with the Benny Safdie's character being like, you know, what happened to you? You were this great Jedi and now you're out here like hiding. And there's probably that personal, like if that is the story they're going with, like as a Padawan that feels like one of the great generals and Jedi of the time just like vanished and abandoned you and you got taken by the Inquisitors and turned into this this monster. I mean, it's the same thing as like mm-hmm. Fallen Order with Trilla. Like that same resentment towards a Jedi elder. And I'm so excited yeah. for that potential payoff. I, yeah, I'm really, uh, you know, and I think this is the difference between people like us and people that get kind of real spicy about this stuff is, you know, like there were a couple things that at the end of the second episode, I was like, huh, that doesn't make sense. Like, and you mean her specific- being able to get to the end of the tunnel before Leia? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the end of the second episode. So, oh, second like, episode. Uh, uh, you know, I was like, oh, Grand Inquisitor is, you know, quote unquote dead. And mm-hmm. she knows who Vader is. And I was like, up until this point, it was like Tarkin and Palps knew and like Thrawn figured it out because he's a nerd. And, um, but I, but instead of being like, ah, retcons, uh, I'm just like, how are they going to explain this? They will mm-hmm. explain it. It's a huge thing. And and I think that backstory is really going to, um, and maybe that technique that she has too. It seems like she's able to like do that, do that thing that Kylo could do, mm-hmm. like read into your mind. So um, I'm wondering if she like read that off of Obi-Wan in that moment, but I don't know. So... You just gotta, you gotta be yeah, open let to let the, let the story play out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I'm yeah. saying all this to say that. So yeah, I, and, and, and I love it so far though. And it but feels I, I like mean, they have clear setup for things. Like that's the thing that frustrates yeah. me with people who don't want to see through to the end of the arc when it's clear that they're building on those arcs with each new episode. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it, gotta let it play out. You gotta let it unfold. Um, yeah, and and it's, I mean. Grand Inquisitor is a position. It is not a person. Oh, so 
Utapalans probably have like five stomachs or something, it, right. and, he's, <laughs> and he's in a back to tank somewhere. I was right. I came up with this theory last night. I was like, no doubt. We know that Vader loves being petty. Like he'll give somebody something and then take it away from them. So I feel like now that he's seen that that's her motivation, like she wants to rank up. Being like, oh, okay, well, he's gone, so maybe you can be the Grand Inquisitor and act like work hard. And then as soon as she gets to the point where like maybe she will get that promotion, he'll be like, look who's healed. Work yeah, harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, always looking for an angle. He's always looking for a Padawan to Toy basically with. help him get more power. Yeah, you know, and, and he's definitely good at playing the manipulative the em- emperor, angle. So, I mean, yeah, he learned from the Palpatine. He did. Um, well, and he's, you know, I think if he could find a way to bring Padme back from dead, he probably would. Um, so I think he's always kind of looking for what else can he get into. So, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great show. It's been a lot of fun. It is definitely not. Uh, I mean, there are definitely some moments that are not family friendly in this show, um, <laughs> which don't get me wrong. We talk about Clone Wars all the time and how they kill people in Clone Wars uh, kind of violently and even in Bad Batch, how they kind of kill people violently. But it, this was, I think, the first time in live action that I actually went, oh, OK, this is um, a little dark. So, um, you know, I'm not mad that they went there. I think that that, uh, you know, that's part of who his character Vader's character is. But um, and this is. You know he's still in his peak right now, so I think it's um it's been very interesting, but um definitely a fun show to watch. Um, was not expecting the Leia stuff at all. It's been fantastic, but um, yeah, it's it's been an it's been a treat, if you will. It's kind of weird that it's half over already. Don't talk about it. <laughs> We've hit the midway point already. And and you and only made it worse by coming out and saying that there were going to be f- that there were going to be four more episodes or whatever he said, and then Lucasfilm was like, no, 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 he's that's just mm-hmm. wishful thinking. There's no plans at this point. I was like, dang mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to uh, to go along with your your Obi Wan watching, <coughs> they did release uh, kind of what is it Obi Wan Wednesdays, <coughs> which is kind of what they were doing with um, Book of Boba Fett releasing new merch every Tuesday I think in that show now we're doing we're doing um merch drops for Obi-Wan the series I don't it's different figures different um different vendors basically selling stuff so check those out every Wednesday I think you can find it on starwars.com is where they post most yep. of that stuff so go check that out when you get a chance uh Bad Batch released season 2 released uh, a date of 92822 this week so be on the lookout for that this fall. Um, excited to get back into the Bad Batch crew, Hunter, Wrecker, the whole gang. So it'll Echo. be exciting. Echo, um, Omega, Omega, Omega. Oh man, I could listen to her talk forever. She's a uh, with Michelle. She's just oh, her voice is phenomenal. Um, the character read with uh, D. Blair, D. Bradley Baker. Uh, during that Bad Batch panel was fun to watch live because um, it was interesting to see him go into the voices and do the different characters. So I, f- I felt like I was on a nerdy episode of uh, what? Oh, shoot. Now I forgot the name of the show. Um, <laughs> you know, the what's the shoot? What's that interview show with the guy? It's like at a uh, theater school of some sort. 
and he's always like he'll have someone on, uh, screen it. What is uh, that? Is that what that Maggie, is? Maggie, come on, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the guy, and he's always like, "Oh, is is Homer there? Let me talk to him." And like when he has a voice actor on, he'll. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but the name is just not yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. It's familiar, oh, but not like enough to like. Oh yeah, that's that that thing. Yeah. Um, we did get a, we got some book releases coming up in June. Uh, Stories of Jedi and Sith drops June seventh. So by the time you listen to this, that should be available. Uh, it is a junior reader, but it is short stories of characters that we already know and love. Uh, I believe Maul's in there. I believe uh, Ray is in there. Um, Obi Wan. I think there's a Dooku one in there. So it's it's just short stories of some of the characters that we've already known. Um, I will probably check that out, even though it's a, a junior reader. I, I think it still could be kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, if you get through that first story and it's not what you expected, then makes it a short read. Um, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher drops June 28th. Uh, Kersantin, Star Wars Tales number one, also drops uh, June 8th. So you might have that out by the time you listen to this. And then Vader number 23 dropped on June 1st, uh, which a lot of people have said it's really, really good. I haven't read that one yet. Um, I need to catch up on my Vader comic. And then Star Wars Brotherhood by Mike Chen is out now. I have not read it yet. I want to get into it. I'm excited for it, but it's available out now. So go find it. I'm about halfway through. Is it's, it good? Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, Anakin is very Anakin-y with his pad with his Padme ruminations. Uh, it's very <laughs> they they did a very good job of uh, uh, capturing the spirit of that that time period, the like Attack of the Clones, post Attack of the Clones period that it's set in. They're in okay. their honeymoon cool. phase. Aw, yeah, nice. Um. It's called Inside the Actor Studio. There we that's go. It. With yes. James Lipton. That's it. Yeah. That's yes. it. Thank you for finding that. <laughs> it's it just, it's just like bothering me so much. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't 10 minutes. It's like three minutes. <laughs> it was five minutes. It, it comes back around. It's okay. Um, a couple other quick little tidbits here. Sideshows, uh, Star Wars Celebration exclusives, the Chrome Clone Trooper. Say that times fast. And the Death Trooper are actually available online. Um, you have to reach out to Sideshow and they will send you a code for it. You could only, the actual show, you could you went to their booth and you could get a code which you plugged it in, you could purchase one or the other. Um, they did start to send those. They are not broadcasting it broadly like, hey, it just it's widely available, go buy it. You still have to have a code to go get it. So reach out to them if you're interested in one of those. Um, I'm not sure how long that's going to be up for. And then Hasbro's 212th Clone Trooper, which was a Walgreens exclusive that they announced... I don't even know, almost a year ago. And it never turned up anywhere on one of their drops. And all of a sudden it started showing up on Walgreens online site, I think uh, a couple days ago, three, four days ago. And I actually ordered one and it got here about two days later. So um, I'm not sure why, or it just <clears throat> popped up out of the blue. It took forever for them to release that, but they did. So it is available now. Go check it out. Um, 
Outside of that, no other news and notes. It's been pretty slow because everything was dropped pretty much during celebration. So um, if you are interested in finding something, you can still go to StarWars.com. I believe they have all of the panels or at least the main panels. You can go back and watch the replay of it uh, available and check those out so you can get all your fill of Star Wars content there. Um, We're going to go over a little bit of... um, Oh, you know what? I could play my music right now. Yeah, I just wanted to hit the button one more time. <laughs> I mean, that's all. So we're going to cover just basically celebration post-show because while we were there, we were slammed day in and day out. We were so exhausted uh, every time we got home that we never did anything. You know, in, in the first night, it was crazy because we we did the opening panel, right? We went to the, the Lucasfilm panel that was like an hour and a half long. It was the first panel of the conference. Um, we went to that panel and then they threw you a curveball and said, Hey, we're going to let you watch the first two episodes of Obi-Wan tonight. So if you want to come back and watch, get here about five 30, get in the queue and it's going to start at about seven o'clock. And we were all like, Oh, okay. Well, our day and schedule just went out the window for day one. So, <laughs> um, sorry, I'm busy. I that. can't come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, excuse me, Ewan, can we do this? Maybe like. Saturday night? No. Um, Yeah, so they dropped that on everybody. So everybody's evening plans kind of changed. And then literally every night that you got back, it was, um, you know, you get get your clothes out for the next day. You pack up what you got. You you try to get a shower. You try to get cleaned up from being at the con all day. Uh, And then by that point, we were just exhausted and had to find food. That was the other thing was finding food was a little bit of a challenge. So. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a busy day. So we didn't really record while we were there. We were there. Josh did get some, uh, interviews that we'll try to get up here, um, in a little bit. And, uh, that way we can, uh, give those people credit that took the time out to interview with us during the show. Um, that's what happens when you're waiting in line for a while. You just talk to people, you just hang out, do some interviews and chit chat. So, um, let's, uh, let's maybe just talk about celebration a little bit and see see where it leads us my my big thing that i want to open with it was maybe top celebration moments that you guys had um (laughs) maggie i'm gonna i'm gonna kick off with you here but i when we talk about celebration moments it could be maybe a panel uh an interaction with somebody that you had uh i I don't want to get into the merch stuff or any exclusives i'm sure i'm sure we know later but yeah, like um, I was, maybe because you're, your list is long. I don't know if y'all follow Maggie. You need to follow Maggie because her list is long of moments at celebration. So, and you don't have to pick one. You don't have to pick one. Just top celebration moments, oh plural with the S in parentheses on the end. I generally just like I still have to like go back through my phone and look at pictures every day that I wake up because I genuinely cannot believe that last week happened. Um, especially mm-hmm. since so much of the last two years on this podcast has been me being like, I don't know if I'm going to go to celebration. <laughs> and then That's I go true. And then I go to celebration <laughs> worth it, right? As press and get to interview and interact with literally everybody who was on the main stage. Um, I, my first day, I feel like can't be beat almost because I got to talk to Diego Luna. Um, and I got to tell him and like, 
this is something that longtime listeners are well aware of. I love Rogue One. I mean, we talked to um, great movie. Witta, we like interviewed him and talked about Rogue mm-hmm. One and stuff, but I got to talk to Diego Luna and I got to tell him how much that movie means to me and how excited I am to have that character back uh, because of like how it's tied to like my pol- political aspirations and like activism and stuff. And like his reaction to that was like everything. Um especially since a lot of the questions he'd been getting on the press line were kind of like the same cut and dry questions that you ask about the show. He lit up and that was just like everything. I rode on that emotion for like the rest of the convention. Um, But that was really, really cool. Um, And I still can't believe that happened. And then I also like interviewed Kathleen Kennedy. (laughs) That's, I think that's awesome. I mean, for me, that would have been way more. I would have geeked out probably more for that than Tiago Luna, but um, I think that's awesome. It was so cool. And then, like, then the Saturday, I interviewed Pedro Pascal. <laughs> like, oh, I talked to the Mandalorian, and then I got to tell him, like, "Hey, we both worked on Wonder Woman 1984." So it was like two weird things that, like, I got like wish fulfillment on, and I'm like, "Did I die?" And like, all of this is a dream because this is like way too good to be true. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I had a, a really, really good celebration. And I even went to Disney After Dark, which was never, ever on my like plan of things to do. Uh, but I got mm-hmm. tickets because I was press. And I went and I saw John Favreau and Dave Filoni there. And... <laughs> Just walking around, riding the rides. I rode Rise of the Resistance like right after them. Um, <laughs> and you and McGregor were somewhere in the park at the same time. It was very weird. Like, such a weird weird celebration but like it was so good and to like hang out with friends and to see y'all for the first time and like actually get to talk to you face to face and not just on a computer was it was just everything it was like the perfect celebration um it was it was everything (laughs) it was it was definitely nice to like be back to things for the first Mm -hmm. time in forever and let me ask this question maggie is if is it a fair um and, and just because in in watching the panels and you hear um you hear the actors and actresses talk about um, how much they're appreciative of the fans and them showing up and supporting them and and the projects that they work on and the things that they do and and express their fandom in an interview setting like that with Diego, like you were talking about. um, Is it a fair assessment that like in an interview like that, rather than to your point, maybe asking those cut and dry, you know, cookie, like the cookie cutter questions that you kind of, fanboy or fangirl out a little bit with them and and they like they get more into the interview because of that is that a fair assessment to say that when you're when you're doing that it's makes for a better interview like i i feel that way i always try to read the situation because some people might not like that they might be much more like subdued actors that like just want to be asked about what they're in they don't want that personal thing but watching Mm -hmm. how diego was interacting with people and how effusive he was about things and how excited he was and knowing from like watching interviews with him that he's also like a fan of star wars and i also Mm. know that even though like rogue one trends on twitter like once a month it was weirdly received by people and i wanted to make it clear that like that movie isn't just like a movie that's good like it meant something to me and like after i asked the question and like talked a little bit i was like i am genuinely serious like cassian andor is my favorite character in all of star wars and he looked like so thoroughly like thrilled 
Like, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you. Like, I'm not going to say it to the next actor that walks <laughs> up. Like, this genuinely is a character that matters to me. And it was just, it was such a neat moment because you wonder, like, how often they actually get those very genuine reactions. Because there was, you know, press lines are weird and press are always trying to get like the clickbaity answer out of an actor or getting them to slip to say something. And like, I feel like it's a nice deviation to get somebody who's like asking a question because it matters to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it it seems like that's maybe a common question that all of the actors within star Wars get is who's, who's your favorite star Wars character? Yeah. Like what am I supposed to say myself or am I supposed to pick another character? So I, I can see where, you know, if you you genuinely let them know, like, dude, your character is my favorite character, they would be like excited about that. Like, not Vader, not Obi Wan, not Ahsoka, not somebody like that. And they go, dude, that's cool. And like that interview kind of escalates. And he did seem genuinely excited when he walked out on stage for that mm-hmm. panel because he was hyped for that panel. So, um. Very cool. Yeah, you were definitely busy. Um, I was so busy. Bouncing around I, I actually, between the... I did not eat. Like, you guys are joking about, like, having to find food. There were, like, two days that I, like, I ate breakfast, which consisted of, like, a banana and a breakfast bar. And then I lasted the entire day without eating anything else because I was just so busy. Like, go, go, go. Right, right, right. Like, there's no time to take that break because of mm-hmm. the way that convention center is laid out, everything's so far away from each other. Um, no. And finally, I think it was Saturday, my parents were like, we are taking you to eat and you are sitting down and you are eating an entire meal. <laughs> and then my stomach was like, why are you eating? We've done so well for two days without eating. <laughs> yeah. Conventions are weird. Me on Sunday, I was bouncing around a lot and did not have a window to eat lunch. So it was trail mix while I was watching the, uh, the uh, Clone Wars uh, season seven um, showing. In oh, the nice. Thing. So. Yeah. So, um, Josh, what uh, what about you? What were some of your favorite celebration moments from that week? I'm gonna rewind and just go back to what uh, what Maggie was talking about a, a smidge. I've I've always found in my non press related celebrity interactions that if you bring up something that's unique or like different than what everyone else yeah, well this is i'm literally just saying the same thing over again something that's different than what everyone <laughs> else is doing or like something that you know is a pet project of theirs or you know it's like me getting sean astin to sign my co- vhs copy of encino man when everyone else in line was there because of lord of the rings or me we- wearing my long way up t-shirt to meet you and instead of an obi-wan kenobi shirt because that's Mm -hmm. his like he Mm -hmm. loves his motorcycle show and so and i got a reaction out of him he was like oh long way up all right that's awesome so um, yeah i've had the same like when i met john bernthal i was like okay so your bio says you're from dc but no one's from dc and that was like the best conversation (laughs) i had because we ended up finding out we were from the same place and like reminiscing about things and then like uh, Greg Grunberg, when I met him, I brought a vintage, now it's vintage, from like 2005, like Heroes poster book. And he had never seen it before. And he took pictures of all of it to send to the cast because he was like, I don't think we ever saw this was when this was on. So like always go for mm-hmm. like the niche thing. Always go for oh, the yeah. thing that somebody hasn't already said because they do get tired of hearing the same thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, not faking enthusiasm because of like they're talking to people and stuff, but like kind of retreading the same steps. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a good point. Um, Josh, what, um, did you have any, like, 
Was that? I mean, I, yours is clearly Obi meeting uh, Ewan. <laughs> I would no. guess, right? No. Uh, top. So that is a, a big moment. It's in your top my, three. Top three. Top. That's probably second. But uh, John Williams. John oh Williams. Uh, getting yes. to see John Williams perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was crying the entire time. So yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I never thought I'd have the opportunity. Um, you know, and I just, uh, I don't know. I thought I'd, I, I was like that whole last segment of that panel, um, was like, I'd unexpected because they already like, they did such a big thing in the very beginning of it. I, I was like, what else could they do besides like invite us to watch both of the episodes? Like, and then they, not only that, but they brought crotchety old, I hate star Wars, uh, Harrison Ford out <laughs> yeah. on stage. Yeah. Like they um, played Indy and I was like, wait, why are they? Oh my God. Is Harrison. I, li- I literally said, yeah, is if here, I, I think actually what I said to Kyle was, I leaned over and I said, if if Harrison Ford walks out after they play Indiana Jones, I might poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was sitting next to my friend Rachel Leishman, and she leaned over and was like, if Harrison Ford walks out, I need you to hold me. She literally jumped into the chair and started crying. There's a picture of her that I took. She looks like one of the fangirls when Elvis was performing. Like, it's the funniest thing. Like, I loved just how everybody freaked out at Harrison Ford. Like, what a... They weren't kidding. At the beginning of that panel, they said that we weren't going to believe what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. that When that guy said that, I was yeah. like, come on, guy. Because he... Stop. He was comparing it to the... Um, the, the Force Awakens the, panel. The Force Awakens one in uh, 2015. And it at the time, everybody was so starved for Star Wars at that point. That like that panel was epic, and they roll out like a live action BB-8, and everybody's like, "What is this? Like, it's a rolling droid." And um, it, yeah, it, we were like, "Bah, this guy, he's just trying to hype us up." And then like, no, that panel was absolutely amazing. And I, I if you if you watched, if you were there in in the room. I can't imagine there isn't one part of that panel where you didn't tear up for something that you love because that, I, there was something for everybody in that panel. I mean, it covered, uh, we covered Andor, we covered Willow, uh, we covered Indy, we covered what Mando, we covered, I mean, it was just everything in that panel. Um, so I, I, you know, and even the opening thing that was for me, that was probably I got a little misty during the opening fan thing too. I felt like an yep. idiot. I was like, why are you? I, nope. Stop. You I, not the I only cried one. too. Because it, it, it like how they did it, how they shot it and how they put it together. Um, a great piece of editing work. Um, kudos to whoever put that together. Um, because it did, it did means a lot. Like it's the first time we'd been back in the same rooms for, you know, since 2019. I'm getting misty so, just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that one definitely like gave me goosebumps, got me teary eyed right off the bat. And then you're right, Josh, living legends coming out on stage uh, <laughs> at the same time. I, I don't even know how you beat that next. Like, I don't know what's well, London going to do to it, top that. It's not, and it's not just them coming out. It's like him coming out and performing a piece of music. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that's, I mean, that's the, 
Oof, with man. a full yeah. orchestra. My mom pointed the out choir. Like, my mom pointed out that's probably going to be one of his last times performing like that kind of concert. That could be. Yeah. Because I mean he's like 90 live in, in and, front of people. You know, yeah. He probably doesn't want to get out there and do stuff like that as much now. Yeah. He like does the composing, comes in and runs. Well, he's even he's slowing he down his and... composing too. He's mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I, from what I've heard, he's only doing stuff for like directors that he really has a really good relationship with like steven spielberg and mm-hmm. you know star wars yeah. <laughs> stuff like that so he I, he looked good for 90 though he looked pretty cognizant <laughs> up there. He, he seemed a little bit sure. more with it than harrison <laughs> if i'm being honest I, yeah, I know um i think harrison was overwhelmed with emotion though because of john's you know agreed so I will say that it's it's kind of funny because the so I know it's stupid and I understand like people's schedules and how it's like possible for like a famous person to be able to like show up for a panel and a press and then but not be able to do other stuff. And but mm-hmm. like the lizard part of my brain was like, oh, Rosario's right down the road filming. She could she could do photo ops one day. Oh, Aaron Kellyman's here. Why why should she do photo ops? Like <laughs> um, crotchety but, old Josh. But, but then over here. but then John Williams came out and I was like, oh, stop being stupid. I mean, it was yeah. just the littlest part of my brain. I was just excited well, that they were there. And actually, um, I was I uh, we we waited by the the live the floor stage f- through a bunch of product things and like you know, smaller stars. And then we, we got to be very close to the stage for when Pedro was there. And then we went and did some stuff and I was coming back for a photo op. And as I'm walking back for, uh, to start to get in line for, um, I want to say Apollo Creed and that's not his name, Carl Weathers. Uh, they said, <laughs> I hear Rosario Dawson. And I was like, ah, so I was like sprinting to the, <laughs> so we were real, we were pretty close to the stage when um, Rosario and uh, Natasha were out there too. So nice. Yeah. Love that for you. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, um, tell you what, man, if you were anywhere near that live stage, when somebody came up that was big, everybody just, dropped what they were doing and started running to the live stage uh it was, at one point i think kyle and i were walking through the show floor and we were pretty close to like that tie fighter the giant tie fighter mm-hmm. that's there and everybody started bolting for the live stage and we're like looking around like should we be running too like what is happening <laughs> who's going up there and like we kind of walked over and it was not it, i forget what it was it wasn't anything big so we were like okay maybe they were running I for wish- another reason I wish they had not had the live stage directly next to the photo ops. Yeah. Because it was so hard if there were somebody on the stage to hear what was happening with the photo ops. Yeah. The way they had it set up was a little weird, too, because it was they did the interviews facing like the one direction mm-hmm. for the most part. But then the other side, you were basically standing on the back side of them. Um, Some interesting choices were made across the yeah. board. I'm, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out why they chose not to have closed captioning on for the premiere um, for a convention that's like, Good we're call. trying to be accessible. And I was like, mm, yeah, I can't hear half of this. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Well, and it's not like closed captioning is like a new technology. They've And it's you like, on, it's on <laughs> right. Disney Plus. Like, as soon as you turn it on, it's there. So, you know, they have it available. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, I think... Um, so if you fill out like a read pop 
how did you enjoy it? Please put on that they should have closed captioning for their screenings at events. Very true. Uh, you know, it was interesting too. The po- the posters when you would go down to pick up the posters, there was no ADA line mm-hmm. for the posters pickup. It was literally everybody just got in the one queue, and they also weren't using the uh, the down escalator. The two times that I went, they wouldn't let people on the escalator. Uh, mm-hmm. You would have to wait for the elevator, and then they were very, very rude at the elevator as well. They were repeatedly asking mm. people if they actually needed to use the elevator. <laughs> Which is like... Mm, let me think about that. Something you're not I would like to, to go down or up that requires an elevator. Yes, I actually and not have need to, walk to use out, the elevator. And it was like, the alternative was to walk all the way out of the building and down those really steep stairs. And I was like, do you not see what you're doing, Big Pop? <laughs> Some you should have said no. I'll just self levitate my up myself up a floor. It'll be fine. I got it. Don't I have worry the force. It. It's fine. Right, <laughs> right. Like, let me, uh, let me, uh, vision or Wanda Maximoff myself <laughs> up a level, and uh, I'll be good. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited actually during that opening panel. The Willow stuff uh, came out. I have and never they seen Willow. Teaser. Oh my goodness. Oh, we should it, don't, we should watch it and do a episode on it. We should because I hear there's a lot of really good themes and stuff in it that I would like. So I I was so as a kid I was ten years old when that movie came out. So for me it was fun to watch on screen. Um, you know, with the characters that they had. Uh, you know, it was uh, it, for me it was fun and adventure and and exciting. So um. I grew up watching that one and and that's for me it hit kind of close to home. So when they came out and said, "Oh, here's what we're doing for the series." And then they showed a little bit of it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." And then they had Warwick Davis come out. <laughs> he was there. Like everybody was there. Um they I, I the only way that panel could have been any better is if Mark Hamill come came out unannounced and just joined Harrison Ford on stage. Is it probably the only way that panel would have been any better? Um, I know Josh would have loved Rosario to show up, but we did get a video message. When she showed up the next day. And she did show up the next day. Well, the Saturday panel for um, Mando. So um, we did get that. So that was awesome. So Well, you guys did. I was in line for Ewan, but we got uh, Alan gave us his uh, passes. Mm -hmm. So that was nice for you and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, we did. uh, Thank you, Alan. Very much appreciate that. Alan was a huge help in getting those, and uh, we do appreciate it because that was an awesome panel to, to be in, in attendance of. Um, we like- live action Chopper rolls out, um, and uh, they had um, the li- the full like wired Grogu up on like he literally pulls him out, puts him up on the table, and he's like waving hi to everybody, making noises. That was unreal. Um, I was a little worried there because he he set it on the table and it's like standing up and you just see this giant like tube of cords coming out the back of it and uh, he goes all right take a seat little guy and it, the, it just sits down by itself I thought it was gonna fall off the table and it just sat down perfectly fine and he's still waving and doing all this cool animatronic stuff and I was like this is un- unreal um great great panel though so um. The light and magic panel, I, I went to that one. I don't, uh, Kyle and I went to that one, and it was not um, not super exciting. It was cool to see Ron Howard. Um, he was there. Um, it was cool to see him and get his 
perspective and take on things. Um, and there is a big contingent that still wants to see Solo 2 happen, and they made their voices heard. So um, he did make a, a note that he is not in charge of those decisions, though. <laughs> so as much as he appreciated it, he uh, he is not the one making that decision. So, um, But that was super cool. So... What uh, what are some things with uh, celebration that you did not enjoy? Minus the normal, typical waiting in line for three hours for something, maybe the lottery system. What's something outside of those that maybe you did not enjoy? Either of you. Mine's gonna get dark. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Um, I I well I talked about it publicly for the first time. The whole like having to deal with the FBI because of Star Wars fans being psychos. Um, I was really, excuse me, <clears throat> I was really excited about my Ray panel, um, which was like such an amazing experience. Like 400 people showed up. It was such a great experience to talk about Ray. But like right before the panel started, I had the realization that like I was sitting in the open I, and they weren't really doing security checks very well. Like there were people there with completely wrong day passes and like they weren't really metal detecting people. And like I had this realization that like I was out in the open and like was an easy target. Um, mm -hmm. And that was like, it was not a fun moment. It was like the first time like I, it really like sank in like how dangerous it can be to be a Star Wars fan. Um when you're at all outspoken online about anything. Um, and then just like with everything that ended up happening with like them having to come out to speak about the stuff that Moses was getting, it was just like, it soured it a little bit. Cause it was like, everybody was having such a really good time. And then like the real world elements of it, like just hit mm -hmm. really heavy. But yeah, that's it's the thing not, that I did. Not like. how you want to feel at a celebration <laughs> yeah. like no, that. It's not no. how you want to feel. And it was and it was because I saw like how poorly Reed Pop was handling a lot of the security stuff. Um that just made me a little uncomfortable. I've seen them do it so much better in New York Comic Con, and that's what really confused me about some of the organizational stuff this time. Because mm -hmm. at New York Comic Con, they scan your badges in every day. You cannot get in without tapping your badge and tapping out so that they know you're in and out. Um mm -hmm. and the fact that they didn't do that with these badges was just really strange and i guess i should have known that these badges were different because these were super thin i think i told you all in the like chat when they came out that i was like this is the thinnest badge i've ever had so it wasn't <laughs> coded um and i right. just i thought that was weird and there was like three or four entry points that were super weak and security that weren't doing their jobs and people were just like walking in without badges um mm. which means they weren't going through metal detectors or past the dogs that were sniffing or you know all the stuff so it was just it was a that was a disconcerting thing especially like just off the heels of things that happened like right before the convention and everything right some weird choices yeah. Yeah. there's been a lot of you know a lot of shootings and stuff in mm -hmm. so i i was just gonna say i you know i've been going to read pop cons for 10 years and they've i i i it makes me think that maybe your um badge scanning was like that was that was a new thing that they just did at that one at that at new york comic-con because they've never done it in chicago that's so weird i've had it every time i've gone to new york comic-con since 2016 oh you even because they have stuff at Madison Square Garden and like two other theaters, and even to go to those things, you had to tap your badge in and out. They wouldn't let you in the theater without tapping your badge. 
And I think we did comment on that at one point with the, with the QR codes on the back. I think there was only like one or two things they ever scanned that code for while we were there. Otherwise, when you were walking through security, they just looked to make sure you had one because I know my, mine was covered by my jacket one day um, and he asked to see it. And But other than that, I, I can't remember what it was they scanned it for, but uh, there was like two things that they scanned the badge for. So outside of that, as long as you had something that looked like it, you were... Good to go. Through the door. My bag checks were thorough every day. Yes. Oh, the bag check, yes. My bag check was thorough. But I I mean, at the same time, as soon as I walked through the the scanner, I knew. I was like, all right, I'm going right over here. Here you go. Go ahead and start (laughs) looking through everything, and I'll I'll take out whatever you want me to take out. But that part was thorough. It was the just walking past that first guard to walk through the metal detector that was not super thorough when i'm sure just because we got dinged doesn't mean that they were being that i've you know i've been to plenty of things where like if you get in steve the security guard's line he's gonna let you through and he's not gonna look as much but you know yeah bob's security guard is gonna look harder than steve did or whatever you know i don't Mm -hmm. know why i'm giving him names (laughs) and there was definitely times where like someone would be like oh i went off oh i need to go over here and they like yeah you go over there to the bag check and then they just kept walking like Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. this is so different. This is such a free for all, especially around about like day two, day three. Mm-hmm. People started getting really just tired, and you could tell they weren't doing their jobs as yeah. thoroughly as they were that first day. For sure. Anything else that um, you guys weren't digging while we were there, or any like process wise, or um, I mean, I've I this might fall under your like. At usual things but like the only day that i felt like so there was a mask rule and the only day i felt like there were more people wearing masks than not wearing masks was day one every other day mm-hmm. it felt like people were like ah screw it <laughs> yeah there was um they would make you yeah. put it on to walk in the building and then you would, people would immediately take it off correct because there was not really like a mask police or anything walking yeah. around telling you to mask up. I think um, there was quite a few of the vendors that were there that didn't, you know, they were doing their jobs. There were some that were really good about it. Um, Sideshow and Hasbro were two really, really good about it. I think every day that I walked by there or went in there, everybody had a mask on. Um, I think most of it was probably the the smaller vendors that did not do it. Um, but uh, no, I mean... Some were really, really good about it. But yeah, people walking around, there was definitely like, nope, all right, it's gone. I'm through the door. Don't need it. Done. Um, You know, the large panels that we had in the room, I think everybody was pretty good about it. Um, I didn't see anybody sitting close to us that didn't have one, but I mean, it doesn't oh, mean they during, weren't. Oh, during the screening, the people on the other side of me weren't wearing masks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, good news. None of us contracted COVID. We all made it home safe and sound. So that's yeah. a win. Yes. Um, good, good, good. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think the only thing for me was I, I actually comparing it to Chicago where Thursday was actually like the shopping day. Yes. I I loved that because you were able to like get in and if there was like one thing that you really, really wanted, or like if you won the lottery for Funko or Hasbro for that day at the first time, you knew where you were going and it wasn't like a, 
a mad dash to go get something first. Whereas here, the first panels of every day started at 11 and the, sh the show floor opened up at 10. So you really had to make a decision like, well, if I won the lottery for the panel, am I going to go in getting that in line so I can get a good seat for the panel? Or am I going to go try to score whatever merch it is? And I can tell you like the, the, as, as Modi, um, X-Wing ship that they were doing 150 of a day pretty much sold out within the first 30 minutes that you were there every day. So if you didn't run and get in that line right in the beginning, you weren't getting that figure. Now, luckily, um, we kind of had like a divide and conquer thing going on where if you had won the lottery, you could, you know, go to this, the exhibit hall floor, excuse me, and then run, go straight across to um, celebration um the celebration stage and you could get in with your your code and then go find a seat and there were open seats or luckily we had you know four of us so we could do the divide and conquer thing but um that would be my only thing i think i really enjoyed the thursday being kind of the shopping day where i could walk around to different vendors see what they had maybe buy some stuff um if I could do the lightning lane at the store, I, I did that, even though the app in 2019 wasn't working. Um, but I, I think that for me was was a win doing the shopping day on one day and then everything else was, um, you know, panels and exhibits and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the the one thing I noticed that was absent was the do you remember the vending machines that they had? in Chicago that were kind of scattered around like they had like different pin they had like the blind pin boxes in them yeah um and then there was well, the had, Amazon prize truck that was there uh, those things i kind of missed to be honest with you um i i missed it? i missed the pin vending machines specifically because if you wanted pins you had to light speed or into the store which was very hard to do or mm -hmm. get in the standby line and wait in line forever and then wait in line in the in the pin line and then wait in line for to check out it's like you're going to waste a whole day going to the store to get pins when you could have yeah. the last time you could get most of that stuff from the vending machines and you know on the busiest days the vending machines got tapped out but you know right. i was i was able to get if you went over there found them early you know yeah. um i think the store was a little bit of a uh a, a crap shoot but it also um i think i heard there were some like supply chain issues where like stuff stuff didn't get there so there was like stuff that they were supposed to have on the first day that you couldn't get in the store until like saturday so like there's only so much they can do about stuff like that but i'm yeah. also like if you're doing this big event shouldn't you have like shouldn't we be trying to plan it so the stuff is there before it starts, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I they were they were totally like, hey, if something came in, it ended up on the shelf the next day, and it wasn't there the first day. So if you went to the store the first day, then you may have missed out on something. Um, and how it was set up was not conducive to. Like I told you guys, I went in there. Was it the first day? And the line for like you could get in and you could shop, but the line to check out literally wrapped. It wasn't just through the tensibarity thing. It wrapped through the whole store 
um, through one side of it. And then it kind of came back up and I was like, I, I had stuff in my hands. And I was like, I'm, I'm not waiting in this line. I'm going to miss whatever it was I was doing next. So I just skipped it. I said, and then no, I'll the, get it later. That we learned the cheat code is to tell them you're there for a book signing and then they let you in and then you can just <laughs> go to the store. Yeah, that was the uh, other interesting thing. So they had a bookstore within the celebration or within the SWCA store. So if you were just trying to buy books, you could go in and buy the books right there. Um, but they also had the author, uh, the, the High Republic autograph signing in the same area. So. <laughs> If you told them you were there for that, you pretty much punched your ticket into the store and then you could just go shop and then go check out and then go back to your book signing. So meeting and interacting with the Luminous Five was a high point too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And and Kevin and, and uh Daniel did uh, they they told me convincingly that they remembered being on our show. So Good. Good, um, good, good. It means we made a good impression. Thank God. Or were infamous. They're like, ah, these nerds. <laughs> that oh, could be no. too. Yep. Um, and got to right, tell that... Claudia how much we love Geode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think uh, I literally told her, please make sure he's in every Star Wars story going forward. <laughs> he should be. Um, yeah. Geode is a. It, she. I, I feel like she does probably the best job writing Geode. Um, the, the way the lines are delivered. Um, his character, his character. To, I feel weird saying that about a rock, but his character development. He's not just a rock. I know Justin. he's a Vintian. I know, um, but his character development and how he's written in her books, I, th- I think, is really done well. Um, well, he debuted I, in I, her books, so I, I think I, I attributed him to her. I don't yeah. know if that was accurate, but I. I was super geeked out to finally get to meet Kevin Scott in person. I, I pr- probably said this, but I'm going to. I know this nerd is leaning down, taking selfies with him. I was like, I, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I ran. Um, I ran I, into I, him on the first day. I was like, "Oh, hello, Kevin." Yeah, he's just a super cool guy, and I I love his writing style. And he is definitely not afraid to you know kill characters off, which I think for me that's a a there are multiple ways to advance storylines in books, but that is certainly one of them that is the hardest, I think, to deal with, especially with characters that you love as you read these books. And he is not afraid to push the story forward. And for me, that's um, a writing style that I appreciate. Um, Maybe and, he should I, finish Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, for me, that was a, a big, a, an awesome moment to actually meet him in person and, and get an autograph. And, and the, the holiday book is, I, it, it was weird. It's a very obscure item to get signed. But um, for me, that book just, you know, hit different feelings for me, I think. And uh, so I appreciate him taking the time to um, sign that for me. And then hopefully if I meet George Mann, I can get him to sign it too, because he's on it as well. So. I just realized that I forgot what I wanted to do. I want, I, oh, oh man, I'm so mad that I didn't bring it with <laughs> me. I wanted to get, after we interviewed him, I said to myself, I'm going to have him sign my Jackson figure. Aw. Mm. Uh, and I totally spaced on that and didn't bring it with me. All right. Next time. Hey, yeah, we go to London. Time. There you go. So you go to London and you won't have that problem. He's not there because he's like here working on something in Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's um, very excited to be in his own home turf. Yeah, yeah, I bet. 
the um that higher public panel was outstanding though. Um I missed it, it because so... I was in the press room. Oh, it was well I was so sad. I mean, you were getting really awesome interviews. I know, but I was like people. I was reading my phone, like refreshing it as I'm waiting for people to walk in front of our little station. Like, what am I missing at the High <sighs> Republic? Um they the High Republic panel was outstanding. Um it was so fun to hear them talk about the characters that they've created in the high Republic, um, the new material that they've got coming up. Um, I'm super excited for the Porter angle comic that's coming out. Uh, Charles is doing that one. Um, and it's, it's basically him a lot younger, uh, how he basically became the blade of Bardota. So I know this is going to go, um, very dark probably <laughs> um but i'm really excited for that one and then uh but they, they you could tell they they genuinely have fun working together writing together i think they were super happy to be in the same room at the same time because they've been doing stuff via zoom for so long um and then they had a bunch of high republic cosplay up there that was some really good high republic cosplay um mark thompson came out he was he was doing some high republic cosplay as well um Chris, uh, Christina, Ar- is it Ariel? Am I pronouncing her last name right? I think um, she would. She hosted the panel. Looked lovely. I got a um, selfie this... with her. Was it was it that day where she had the like green? Dress oh, it was thing when on? she had the yellow dress. I ran into. I think oh, it was okay, Saturday, okay. and I ran into her like three times, and then she came running over, and she's like, "We have to take a selfie." So just posted it on Twitter as we speak. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she came out at this High Republic panel wearing this green dress thing, like for a High Republic. It, just stunning. It was. I mean, she was stunning. Um, so it, that was. But it was a super exciting panel. It was so much fun. Um, but yeah, we could go on and on and on. And about can I just say how much did. she kicked ass at Celebration? Six months pregnant. Like mm-hmm. she managed up on the big show stage over there by the photo ops, the galaxy stage, the higher public stuff. Like she kicked ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's awesome. She is. Um, what, um, anything that you guys scored during your time there exclusive wise, that is uh top of your list. I, I mean, Josh, Josh's we already know Josh's answer Maggie you go I didn't buy anything (laughs) no nothing I never made it into the celebration store every time I wanted to the line was too long and I like didn't have time to wait around because I was like doing something going somewhere um I did get a box of the cereal um I didn't get the Pringles can because I ended up giving it to my friend who wanted it more uh, because I'm a good Mm. friend um but yeah I didn't buy anything I did get a high republic pin um tommy brought me one uh so i did get to get that even though i didn't get, go to any of the high republic stuff so that i'm pretty proud of because i like that high republic pen quite a bit but yeah i just got some swags from, from some of my friends podcasts um i got some pens when i left um disney after dark uh that there were like boba fett pens mm-hmm. and mandalorian pens that i think were leftovers from disney plus day um so so not exactly something like novel and new just for celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was also overweight on my suitcase, so I couldn't really bring anything back. <laughs> but I really yeah. wanted that the con exclusive um, cover of that one book, and I just never made it in there. It was very sad. Mm. Um, well, and you did get some like really 
kick-ass exclusive interviews. I did. So that was the exclusives I took home. My, That's your exclusive. I, that I, you have, I have a picture home. of me talking to Pedro Pascal and then a picture of me talking to Diego Luna, uh, which I will save and cherish for. I actually just printed them with um, Shutterfly. So. I mean, hey, out of 65,000 people in attendance there, that's probably a pretty exclusive item mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't have. So yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Josh, what about you? Um, I got both of the um, Hallmark exclusives, the Thrawn Itty Bitty and the um, Bo-Katan um, ornament. Mm-hmm. And I got some shirts from the store i got an afra shirt which is awesome because i don't like what what afra merch do they have anywhere besides the figures that you can't find because they're old and expensive uh so that was Mm -hmm. pretty cool i I don't know i brought home a bunch of stuff i i came with almost like a, a half empty uh suitcase so i was prepared although i didn't actually end up i spent most the most money i spent was just on photo ops so True, yeah. Um, which is interesting that you brought up the Afra shirt that they had there. If if you look, the portrait, I think the portrait shirts that they had, there was like an Ahsoka, I think Yoda. They were mostly mainstream, uh, on-screen characters, except for that one, which was a little obscure. And it was like, well, why Dr. Afra? Like, why is she the only one that's a... a a, a literature media character that is now a, a portrait character on this shirt. So I saw somebody say, my prediction is Afra is going to show up in Obi-Wan. And I'm like, well, that's a bold prediction, my man. But hey, it, it could happen. Yeah. You never know. I don't that know. would be cool to have yeah. Afra in live action. I got, I, and uh, the, the, um, Alyssa Wong, who is the, the current writer of Afro, uh, I got, um, they signed my issue one, mm-hmm. so that was cool, pretty cool too. But um, nice, yeah. The, I mean, the photo ops. Uh, you know, I've uh, it, that's that's the main thing I brought back was those those experiences. And you know, I I will say another another celebration in the bag and another time that um, not to not to in any way minimize the impact of the the toxic part of the fandom but it is always very like regenerate you know it's like it's good for your soul when you go and you see that like oh yeah that's it they're loud as shit but they're 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 not their their numbers are small like you don't i didn't run into any negativity um with any of the strangers that i interacted with and um, mm-hmm. Even some people that said some stuff that sometimes would like, sometimes it's kind of like code for like, I have this toxic opinion, but I know I can't say it in public. Then they would like in that conversation, like right after that, they would say something like that nullified that. Like there was a guy that was saying some stuff uh, that I was like, ooh, you're getting real close. And it wasn't anything... <laughs> But then he turned around and he's wearing he he had his head on backwards and he was wearing a last Jedi hat and I was like uh, you're probably all right like <laughs> like um, nice like he was getting real close to saying not my Luke and usually when you say not my Luke you're not too far off from saying like I don't like black people or you know like, like so oh, um, 
It's true. Is it, it not is. true? It like, is 100% there's, true. There's a Venn diagram, and if you don't like Last Jedi aggressively, it's usually not everybody, but... Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I saw some 501st people unloading their gear, and they had some really interesting bumper stickers, and I was like, mm, gonna avoid you on the convention floor. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's... um. It's definitely interesting. The characters in Star Wars, and I'm not talking about in the actual <laughs> films and media and uh, literature. I am talking about the people that you meet at things like this. It's 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 a hodgepodge. It's um, it is a melting pot of people, and and the majority. Josh is right. The majority are good people. Um, it, it is just unfortunate that the, the ones that are not tend to have the loudest voices. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I scored a bunch of those shirts. I, I, as soon as I saw the price of those shirts though, at the celebration store, I went and I'm not paying $30 per shirt. So my list went from very long to very short. Um, yeah, I only but, got two. Um, so. Yeah, I got the, um, got that Max Rebo. The the tur the the him and I don't even know what droopy color McCool. The blue that is yeah. <laughs> yeah with the droopy McCool that is a, a cool shirt and then uh, what was the other one I got oh uh, I don't remember what the other one was but I think the coolest one that I got was the shirt that we picked up from the breakfast so the breakfast with Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein was phenomenal uh, not only was the breakfast good. But the dialogue and the conversation that we got from the two of them was fun and entertaining. They walked around, they interacted with fans, took questions um, off the cuff, which was great. Um, and they took the time to go literally table to table and did selfies or a picture with everybody that was at that breakfast. Um, and good selfies, too. Like, they were good yeah. photos. Like, it was... Yeah. Ashley took, knows like, what she's doing. Oh, they took like five or six at a time, like literally held the camera up and were just snap, 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 snap. And so you got like, there had to have been one that you got that was good. Um, but then they, they got merch with it too. There was like the, the same Ahsoka stuffed plush that was in the store was there. Um, you got uh, the, the Ewok ears that dropped literally after we got back the Tuesday, after we got back from celebration, they were available in the parks and sold out on shop Disney. The same day we got those ears and we also got, was it this shirt that has Anakin on one side and a soak on the other side. And it's a star Wars, uh, celebration 2022 t-shirt that you could only get from the breakfast. So that was a super cool exclusive. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. I love exclusives and I, I, if you title it an exclusive, I kind of expect it to be exclusive and hard to get when you go, hey, it's going to be made available to the public later this fall. That's not really an exclusive. That's just you're selling it early. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I that's I, I Hasbro like I get it. They were going to do that anyway because they did that with the Dave figure. But. You know, having an exclusive at celebration would have well, been pretty well. The cool. John, the John figure went on, went up a couple days later uh, with all the other stuff that all the yeah. other figures, and uh, I literally, I realized that I so I I bought the John figure because I have the Dave figure and I have the George Stormtrooper. I was like, I got it, like completionist, got to get the, and so, but I, you know, you buy one figure, so then you're 
you're paying up the wazoo for shipping for one figure and tax on one figure and stuff and um so then when I bought all when I bought all the inquisitors when they came out I canceled my John order and bought it with that order um to to like mm-hmm. spread the shipping and stuff out a little bit more um yeah. thought I was pretty clever that that breakfast though the best part of the breakfast well two things one we made we made friends with the people at the table with us that then ended up getting me into the they had they all had reservations for the mando experience and they were all they were all jedi vips so they like they tab and i went in as their guests um because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do it um mm-hmm. just because we were chatting with them and also i i would be really upset if i didn't mention um that when we were in there at the beginning before Ashley and Matt came in, uh, they had the Clone Wars intro <laughs> music on loop over yes. and over and over again. And I said to Justin, I was like, I'm waiting for Tom Kane to be like, chaos in the outer rim, la la la, you know? And so then I started just like, I was like, chaos in the outer rim. Obi-Wan is sick of Anakin shit. Like, and just, and I was, I was doing different ones and <laughs> Justin was loving it. And Kyle was like, you need to shut up. Like, <laughs> that sounds like Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, uh, you need to shut up. is just me. It's just like Kyle saying, do it more. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Everything he yeah. says is actually the opposite. Oh my god, and speaking of uh I'm just taking over. Speaking of uh annoying Kyle, uh I made Kyle get a photo op with Eric Walker of Ewoks movie fame. Oh my he god. Did. <laughs> the picture's hysterical. Why have I not um, seen it yet? Oh did you it, I posted sure it on my personal it. I don't think I person posted okay. it on okay. um, um and I I didn't really it. label it because I didn't want Eric to see it because um I'm like doing the what is it? Like I'm pointing and I my eyes are all wide. And Ky- I told Kyle, I was like, I want you to look pissed off. So he's like rolling his eyes and he's got his arms crossed. <laughs> yeah, it was so. priceless. It's uh, a good picture. Um, yeah, I you know, and that's the, Josh just kind of reiterated why it's important to like talk to people and make <laughs> friends while you're there because you never know. <clears throat> who you're going to meet and what's going to happen um, and what you could get into uh, based on just bumping into it. Like, Hey, we got two extra tickets. You want to go? Or you might, or you might start a podcast with people. That's true too. Uh, two years later, still stuck in this thing. I don't know what's going on. I'm just... <laughs> still stuck. <laughs> still stuck. Um, my, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Josh's donut dance cracked me up that one more. <laughs> morning it was he was just enjoying these little donut holes sitting there well, i can't um, remember what song was playing but i was just i was vibing i don't know some cinnamon sugar donuts from the food truck and yep let's do it. he was on on the next level sitting in that line so um lots of good times of celebration um you know next one like i said it's uh in europe we're gonna be at uh, the excel center i believe is the correct name of the convention center is that right maggie yes and i will be there <laughs> And Maggie will for sure be there. Um, it's the rest be the of us this time. might be having to get updates from Maggie, uh, at, you know, six hours later. But um, last time it was me yeah. being like a naysayer, like, I'm not going to go. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going. And y'all are like, I don't know. That's a long way and a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, London it would be a great trip. I just got to plan it out. London's and, calling. And the Answer the call. I know. I know. Someday. 
So I think uh, I think we uh, we covered a pretty good amount of celebration. We'll get some updates from Kyle when uh, he's back on, um, hopefully later, and see get his take on it, see what uh, what he enjoyed and maybe what he didn't. Um, but other than that, anybody have anything else on celebration? One more thing. It was mm-hmm. very nice to uh, finally meet Lauren Romo from Galactic Pod yes. in person. And um, I've met them and hung out with them before. But you guys actually got to meet uh, Mandy and Meatloaf from Rebel mm-hmm. Heart Empire as well. So um, that was pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, we went to In-N-Out. How can we forget that? In-N-Out. <laughs> There's one California thing we did. Yeah. That. Josh finally made it to the In-N-Out. Um, got the double-double. Yep. Did not get the animal style fries, but um, he did no. get the double double. So, and my stomach was not happy, but it was worth it. <laughs> Is it true um, that they put Thousand Island on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. If you order animal style, it's got um, cheese and Thousand Island on it. Okay. I don't eat beef, so it was never going to be on my mm-hmm. things to. I do. don't eat beef either, but my I was like, mm, oh just no, get it this one time. See, my stomach would mm-hmm. have been in shreds. Same. It was mine. Was mine wasn't delish. Delish. So, um, but yeah. Uh, well, until uh, till next time here, let's um, close this thing out and get on out of here, people. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go Well, that was our Star Wars Celebration Anaheim recap for 2022. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, we'll get a little bit more from Kyle, like I said, when he gets back. Um, to anybody that we interacted with at Star Wars Celebration, um, you know, hopefully it was a good interaction. Hopefully you enjoyed talking to us for a little bit. I know I handed out a bunch of stickers and a bunch of cards while I was there. Um, I don't know how many I got left, but um, I do have a few left. Um, but I did pass out quite a bit. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, my name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. You can find the podcast anywhere on social media, Outer and Beacon, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us, OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. And you can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Very nice, people. Well, get out there, do something Star Warsy this week. Um, counting down the days. I'm not going to do the celebration thing and count down the days <laughs> until London. It's it's like another year, and I don't think people want to hear that. So, um, but get out there, do something Star Warsy. As always, may the Force be with you. I'll be stowing away in Maggie's luggage next year. <laughs> Got plenty of room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hard side or soft side case, Josh. I'll do hard side. Let's be safe. <laughs> I'll pack snacks. Don't worry. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Diane.